Geeksters. Oh yeah. Just turn up, Geeksters. Oh yeah, kids. It's that time again to dim the lights and light the candles. Because it's time for another thrilling episode of Geeksters. Welcome to episode 36 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And tonight, we will start like we always do, with releases of the week. Releases of the week. <laughs> Booyah! Booyah! Oh, I'm feeling all mighty funky with that intro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just talking about Geeksters. Shut your mouth! <laughs> Geeksters. Wombat. Shut your mouth! <laughs> All right, what we got? The first one out of the gate is Doctor Who Series 7 Part 2 came out today. Yay! All right. Well, for those, I mean, obviously, because the season finale was, at this point, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yep. Yeah, so, you know, let's pump it out on DVD right away. Boom! There you go. <laughs> uh, Switch makes room for, uh, well, I see here, what's the other one that came out today? Doctor Who the Snowman also came out. Which was this past Christmas's... Doctor Who episode. Yeah, right, yes. Which I don't understand. Isn't that usually part of the series? Or since they're since this, the Christmas episodes are usually kind of like a special, right. they don't really include them in with the series? No. Well, I, I actually don't know. I, I've never really actually picked up at the series Doctor Who because I usually just watch them on television oh, with everybody else, everybody else. So I think they have those separate because there's there's Christmas specials basically for the Fans. Or maybe when they, maybe when they put it in as a as because what they usually do is even though this is part two mm-hmm. of this season, eventually like six months down the line, they'll put both halves together to do it as just series seven. Yeah, and usually they throw in the Christmas episode because I have this nice book for the David Tennant years, mm-hmm. and it's not like oh here's series whatever, and then the Christmas episode's on a separate disc. It's part of the whole season. Okay. So I think that that's how they kind of, they break it up for people who just like the snowman. But then when I, I like, I haven't bought any of the Matt Smith, Doctor Who's on Blu-ray yet mm-hmm. or DVD. Cause I'm kind of hoping that when his runs over, they do a nice set like they did for David Tennant. Cause that set is beautiful. Yeah. You know, that it's the four years all in one big package, like a, like a long box and you fold it open like a book and you just got like thrown like sleeves and stuff. It's really nice. Very okay. beautiful set. Right. So I mean I highly recommend I'll maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll Google it and try posting a picture of it on on our Facebook page. Cool, because it is a beauty. <laughs> what else came out? Beetlejuice the complete series came out as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, I'm Beetlejuice. <laughs> so which, of course, which... anybody who doesn't know, it's a 1990 hit series that came out after the movie in the 80s, and it was a cartoon based on Beetlejuice and. The girl, which I can't think of her name right now. We're not a writer. I know the actress's name. But I was thinking of the, Lydia Dietz. Oh, okay, Lydia. Well, of course, <laughs> everyone. You know, I, I just I just came to the realization as you're talking about it. As I did the Beetlejuice voice, oddly similar to the Batman voice that Christian Bale uses. <laughs> so maybe Christian Bale was paying homage to the Michael Keaton Batman by doing his version of the Beetlejuice voice. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our releases for the movie front. Okay, well, let's be honest, folks. It was a light week. <laughs> late, late news week as far as uh, DVDs and video games go. A lot of it really, I looked, and these, Ed picked out, like, the big ones. Like, Doctor Who's pretty big, and Pe- Beetlejuice is the first time out in DVD. Right. So, but there were also, like, you know, I wish I could remember the names of some of the, it's basically stock Blu-rays and DVDs. They're like, oh, they're re-releasing this on Blu-ray for yeah. the first time. 
Yay. <laughs> like, the movie's already 10 years old. Right. Yay. <laughs> like, why wasn't this movie when it first came out in Blu-ray? Oh, that's right, because a lot of people didn't think Blu-ray was going to last. Fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record. Thanks for clarifying that. One of those people who really thought HD DVD was really going to take off when Blu-ray sounds so much cooler. <laughs> All right, so what else came out? Oh, you got video games. What? Video games, yep. First one is Fuse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nope. It's a futuristic uh, lead of team it of is. four agents obliterating uh, enemy strongholds and using uh, future tech, uh, fringe tech gadgets and lethal teamwork to beat the game, I guess. Oh, yay. yay. You know what? I'm trying to think. I did see a preview of a game that looked kind of cool. Um, oh, you know what? I think this is the game I did hear about, where it was like four people, kind of like a Fantastic Four kind of thing, but they were mostly, they didn't get along. It was, they see here, exotic weaponry and immense storytelling with a touch of humor in this four-person co-op action game. All right, so right there, I'm not buying it. <laughs> four person co-op action game that means you need at least four people four people at max to play this game yeah. screw that I'm I'm the loner I'm the loner two o'clock in the morning going let me kill them all <laughs> so yeah I'm not no I'm not doing that pass what else came out grid two came out too oh 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 wait because it was the grid one was so good okay, what's this one about I'm guessing a racing game right yes racing <laughs> Racing against the advanced AI, become immersed in race with Grid 2. New two, true field handling system, which provides edge of control exhilaration behind the wheel of every iconic car. All right. I'm always kind of curious, like, how do they translate that from me looking at a 46-inch 40 screen TV going, yeah, this is exhilarating. Yeah. Left turn. <laughs> wow. I really feel like I'm moving. Left turn. Right turn. Hug, hug. Get out the way, Grandma. If you put a fan, you know, in front of you and have the wind blowing. I'll face the air conditioner, move my TV around. <laughs> Ooh, it's just like I'm driving a real car. I'll hang my tongue out like I'm the dog. <laughs> and that was our releases of the week. Yeah, it was a real crappy week for releases. Well, I think it's blame it on the holiday. Well, not really blame it, but, you know. the Next um, week, though, looks good. I can tell you right now that we'll probably be reviewing uh, Remember Me. Oh, okay. That comes out. That's yeah. a game I was looking forward to. Yeah, it's basically a kind of a, a futuristic game where you you're you're a chick, mm -hmm. but yet you have this ability to manipulate people's memories. Okay, actually go in and re let them think one thing happened and see how that fate kind of deals with stuff. Ridge looked really good. Yeah, and also to the whole Skyrim legendary package comes out. We'll, we'll talk more in that detail next week. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, I think it's that time, Ed. Is it that time already? It's that time. It's time for Nerd News. <laughs> I can't reach over and, like, hit you. <laughs> that was for the dogs that listen. <laughs> they're all squealing. Right now they're all going, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> and right now everybody in the everybody's looking at Oh my god, that was so annoying. <laughs> that was my gift to you people. It's for entertainment for the dogs. We're trying to branch out to our audience. Let's get some dogs listening. Next thing you know, we'll have... because yeah, they can download this. Sure. No, but they can go... Raw, 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 raw. And you go, oh, you want to download the show? Sure. Click. And every once in a while, I'll just go... Mm. So all dogs go... Ah. <laughs> or for the ladies who like a little bass in their action... Mm. 
and then we'll, we'll start posting like it'll be like Scrooge we'll get some mice and we'll have like, like little quick actions on our Facebook page so cats will want to go and they'll be hitting the screen like oh I like this Geeksters okay <laughs> try to branch out <laughs> we're not just for the human species apparently no we're going to be the we're going to be Geeksters the official podcast of the animal kingdom <laughs> 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 hey, look! When the apes finally take over the planet, like in Rise of the Planet, they're going to need some entertainment. That's right. They're going to have us. We're going to be going. Wah, 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 wah. Or in today's news, banana truck uh, turned over on a uh, fifteenth abroad. Go get it, kids. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's, I'm trying right. try to think ahead. Okay. You know, when the, all civilizations wiped out because of the monkey outbreak. You know, you and I were going to be still alive, Ed, talking humans, doing a radio show for the for the monkeys around the world. <laughs> the official podcast. The official podcast of the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> no! Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Well, we'll, we'll have to have a sidekick, you know, Bozo the Chimp. So, off to you, Bozo. What's the weather like? He says it's going to be hot and muggy. Chance of rain. <laughs> he just picks up and throws his poo at the map. Oh, it looks like a storm out there in West Hollywood. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay, what's... Uh, what's uh, Time for the news. Okay. What's our first article? Fox and Marvel apparently at legal negoti- negotiation standoff over Quicksilver. Oh, now for people who don't know, what's the article about it? <laughs> well, they just it just was announced the other day that that Brian Singer announced Quicksilver is going to be in X Men: Days of Future Past, which also was coincide with. Joss Weeding saying that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were going to be in Avengers 2. Right. So apparently the guy who they have to play Quicksilver, who is in American history, American Horror Story, right. is going to be Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. So it's almost kind of like a, an assumption that he's going to be Quicksilver in the Avengers 2 movie. Right. Now, does this news article say differently? No. No. Nope, they're just saying who who has the rights. Both parties say they claim they have the rights to Quicksilver, and they they both want to use him in the movies. But the fact is, is that they're still in a standoff and they're in negotiation. So it's not going to be the fact that one's going to be dominant and one is only going to have it. So basically, they're both going to to have Quicksilver in the movie, but it just depends on what kind of money. (laughs) Okay, so it's like, so Fox and Marvel basically said, no, 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 everyone can use it. Sure, no, Quicksilver's fine. But we're in a standoff talking about it. Yes. You both agree that you're both going to get the character, so why is there a need for a standoff? Because money. Well, I mean, obviously (laughs) money, but so then they're not really at, they're not really okay with the idea of Quicksilver being in both movies. Right. I mean, are they going to, unless the, unless the argument is, are we going to give him one big paycheck to, you know, to, do both movies, or depending on the size of his role, there's an agent in here going, "Well, how big is my guy's role in X Men: Days of Future's Past?" And that's and they kind of briefly breeze over that through the article, and basically they're saying that in Days of Future Past he's not going to be a predominant part, but he is. 
So it's going to be one of those type of things that they're kind of arguing over the fact is it's like, well, if you're not going to use them that much, why use them at all? And that's the kind of like... See, that's just stupid because why not give them the taste? Like, this, this is the problem I have with comic book movies that's not being handled by people in the comic book world. I mean, okay, Fox and Marvel are pretty much going... Marvel pretty much says, well, they're our guy, so we can use them whenever the hell we want. Right. And since we're putting them in Avengers 2, you guys want to use them for... And they're going to, to, to Fox basically saying... Well, if you want to go, if Disney's going, if you want to use our guy who's going to be in our movie, pay us. Right. And it's like, but we want him in the movie. We want him in your movie, too. Don't get us wrong. More Quicksilver, better Quicksilver. But if you want him in your movie, you got to pay us. Right. Exactly. And it just sounds like, well, we're not really, he's not really going to be used a lot. Well, then why use him at all? Well, because he's in the story. Like, why not? Right. Like, come on, guys. Let's, let's, like... When are they going to realize that, you know what, these movies make money, right? Unless it's really a bad movie. Even Green Lantern, for as people bitch about that movie, still made money. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Why don't we just all get along? Like, I hate to use that phrase, but <laughs> why not just, you know, like say, hey, you know what, this is the Marvel Universe. We all can rake in the money on these characters. Granted, Disney owns them and say, you want to you use Quicksilver, you got to pass a little, you know, you got to slip or something there, right? You know, slip or something. <laughs> kind of grease, grease the palms. Grease the palms. Yeah. You, know, you want Quicksilver? Fine. And, and I do kind of agree in the fact that if you get an actor to play Quicksilver in one movie, he should be Quicksilver in the other movie. Yeah. I mean, especially because it just makes sense. Right. Yeah, you know, and the and the guy they picked is really good. I mean, I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. He, I can see him as Quicksilver. Okay. So you know, so why not just Marvel go? Okay, you know what? Just give us a little money. That's all we're asking, and you can use your guy. It's not like it's going to be a conflict of production because Avengers Two is still a couple years down the road. Yeah, we're talking Days of Future Past. It's going to be like probably next year. Right. 2014. It's not like this guy's going to be like, oh, I can only I can only give you a week here on the Days of Future Past because I got to wing on over to Avengers two. <laughs> well, this this article is hoping that the fact is is that in future episodes of different movies in the Marvel Universe that they will be able to get along and be able to share characters in each of the movies. I, it, you know, it would, it would be the smart decision because everyone, those movies make money. Everyone can win. You know, as long as they go, you know what, pay us to use the guy and we'll stay out of your way. Just, you know, let's, let's work something out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Alrighty, jeez. <laughs> Okay, what's next? Next is nuclear power plant gets busted for Star Trek themed training video. Okay. <laughs> Get busted isn't a bad thing? Well, they apparently in 2010, employees of the San Orphan Nuclear Generating Station, which is Songs for Short, created a film that was supposed to be only for the, the employees only. It wasn't supposed to be leaked out, but apparently accidentally got leaked out. They're already in a lot of heat for um, a lot of activist groups. They're, you know, of course, banning nuclear energy and that kind of thing. So they're getting in a lot of trouble for this. They didn't get the permission to use the Star Trek universe Okay, so as, the, uh, as their training video. Oh, okay. So they're doing some trying to sync a safety video. Yeah. And in order, like, okay, let's face it. For those people who've never had this kind of job, I have had a job where you have to have watched a, a training video, uh-huh. and they are the most boringest piece of shit production ever made. <laughs> it's usually a bunch of guys going, "Well, Steve, we're gonna go to the office. Make sure your shoes tied, or we're about to go into this room, and it's." Highly radioactive, so make sure you button up your suit, Ed. <laughs> like, it's very bad acting, yeah. and, and a lot of it's common sense stuff. That if you pay attention just to normal everyday life, 
you can survive this job. So why not make it interesting? Why not use something like Star Trek or Star Wars to kind of make it interesting for a viewer so they can go, okay, I got to watch a shitty video. <laughs> you know, it's all right, but at least it's kind of entertaining because I'm laughing at these guys dressed as, you know, Spock and McCoy. Like, Spock, don't go into that chamber <laughs> without wearing your suit first. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a radiologist. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so they're, so they're basically getting in, in heat. And I like how you used heat yeah. because the radioactive. <laughs> it was cute. The, so they're getting, in, they're getting in the hot water by basically not having the rights to the likenesses of characters. Yes. Or using the Star Trek universe, universe as their, as their backdrop. Right. But what I don't get is, yet it's okay for fan films. Like, what if we just said we made a fan film? Yeah, no, I know. I, I didn't understand it either, well, maybe, but I thought it was interesting. I guess know. maybe because most people are just kind of like, oh, nuclear nuclear energy, bad. Right. So anything anything regarding nuclear energy is bad. And they're using Star Trek, and it's, you know, they don't oh. want to associate that. Whatever. <laughs> Stupid. Next on our list is Whedon addresses the S.H.I.E.L.D. Avengers crossover rumors. There's rumors, eh? <laughs> yes, apparently there is. I had no idea. Everyone keeps focusing on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and set up the Avengers universe. I can't wait. But producer Josh Whedon is the, has a message for all of us. It ain't about those guys with capes. Yeah, well, I kind of knew that. Whedon chatted with IGN and with the series, and he said pretty much that Marvel, it's basically like the backdrop. It's going to be more about like what's going on behind the scenes without the Marvel superheroes, right. what S.H.I.E.L.D. will do. How do you get shit done when you don't have Captain America throwing his S.H.I.E.L.D. around? Exactly. I get it. You know, it's a cop show. Right. It's a co- It's basically going to be like a modern-day X-Files in a way. Yeah. Because I saw, like, if anybody who hasn't seen the trailer yet, they do have uh, J. August Richards, who they kind of thought was going to be Luke Cage, mm-hmm. but he's not, but he's got some special powers, and he's going to be part of the team, probably, but it's just about, like, a hacker, a cop, like... Yeah. You know, and, and Agent Coulson. I'm more curious to see how they bring Agent Coulson back. Yeah. Because since he died in Avengers, and this takes place after the events of the movie. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested in seeing how they're going to bring the guy back. Yeah. So, but, I, I, all right, you know. Eh. I, I, though, suspect, though, if the ratings are not doing well, which I doubt it. I mean, I, I imagine it's going to be a pretty high-rated show. But if it doesn't do well, it starts to slip. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Marvel character here and there being uh, well, slipped in. I think you're going to see Marvel characters slipped in and out anyway. I, I do think that you're going to see... Like, it's not going to be solely about the heroes. Mm-hmm. But I do see them kind of doing like a, like an X-Files kind of thing where it's like, oh, we see this thing going on over in this part of town. Yeah. Let's go and investigate it. And they see a, let's say, a guy swinging by on webs. Right. You know, like a guy dressed in red and blue going, flip, flip, flip. You know, like, or some flashy video of, like, let's say Spider-Man. Right. Okay? That they'll maybe investigate to see if he's a threat or not. But yet you don't really see him. You just see him kind of like he's like the figure that they're figuring out. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, Spider-Man, he's been doing good, so we'll leave him alone. Yeah. You know, it's when they become a direct threat that maybe that's when you'll see it. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think... Eh, we'll see, but I, I still think... I think people are going to watch it regardless, at least the first episode. And as long as the show is good, it's going to bring people back. Yeah. I mean, and Joss has, has got a good run of doing good characters. Unfortunately, this this is his first time dealing with a major network. Not that Fox is a major network, but Fox has always been more willing to take chances. Right. 
But the moment those chances don't pan out, it's like, oh, screw you, we're canceling it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think ABC, because it, it, number one, it is Disney-owned. Yeah. I think Disney will, will take its time to kind of, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think the show's going to be on the chopping block anytime. I think it's going to get at least one full season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's a perfect way to kind of bridge the gap between each individual movie. Right. Like, you know, we didn't, like, for Iron Man, we didn't feel that bridge between Iron Man and Thor. Yeah. Well, maybe a show like event, like the Avengers, the S.H.I.E.L.D. show, can help bridge that gap in a way. Yeah. Like, they'll do something in the movie that seems to be like an offshoot that could spin off into a point, a plot on the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. You know? yeah, that's something I, you know, like I said, I, I, I really do see that they, they're going to use them as a forefront, but not as, like, a major plot point. Right. But it's going to be like the backdrop of of whatever they're doing, and then I think though if if it does slip, you wouldn't be surprised if you see a Captain America or even a secondary character like a Nova yeah, you, or a, or a, a Power Man or or, a, or anybody else that was probably part of Shield. I mean, you know, you could probably do like an Iron Fist, but Iron, you know, or well, since they, it was rumored that The Rock is going to be Luke Cage in a movie. Mm-hmm. They obviously might. They can't do the Iron Man power. The Iron Fist Power Man is it Power Man. Yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage is Power Man. Yeah, you can't do that show or those have that team up because you can't have a guy who doesn't like The Rock be the guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's it's gonna be kind of tough. Right. Well, I said I I, I can see other characters <coughs> that they never brought up in the in the, any of the universes yet. Sure. Any movies. It'd be a perfect way to kind of sneak in like a Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, or somebody. <laughs> well, you know, I know you're not a fan of his, his things, his, yeah. his comic, but he'd be an interesting character because it would help bring in different elements of the whole magic world, which we haven't really seen other than from Thor. Right. So it'd be nice to see, like, like a bridge between those two. Okay. Or maybe, like, She-Hulk. Yeah, that's uh, true. Or Red She-Hulk. Mm, Red <laughs> She-Hulk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're both She-Hulks. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, she kind of zoned out. I was the meat and the She-Hulk sandwich there for a second. <laughs> All right, so what's next? I'm still trying to picture, you know, two She-Hulks and me in the middle going, "No, let me kiss you. No, let me kiss you. Now you two kiss." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wake up the next morning, I got bruises on top of bruises, and not really knowing why. And, yeah. Arms broken. <laughs> <laughs> it was great last night. She, the attraction. The She Hulks really did a number on me. I'm in love. <laughs> Next on our list is Arrow Star promises few more DC heroes in, in season two. Justice League, anyone? <laughs> All right. Go Colin ahead. Haynes, who plays Roy Hopper in the hit TV series Arrow, was talking to MTV and he said that a few of the important DC characters is going to be coming to Arrow and quite possibly working as a team together. Alright, well now that's great in theory. Yeah. And Roy, for those people who don't know, Roy Harper in the comic books is Arsenal. Yes. Or, you know, who was also Speedy. Speedy, right. But now here's the thing is in the show, the guy who plays Arrow, he's got a sister. Yeah. Her nickname's Speedy. Yeah. And she's dating the guy, he, she's dating Roy Harper. So they're kind of like the same person. Right. So why not team up to be kind of like a little wacky Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys kind of thing? I believe, though, in the Green Arrow comic books, there's a Speedy too, and that is her, his sister. Well, there's Arsenal, who's a chick. Okay. And then there's Roy Harper, who's Red Arrow. 
Okay. You know, I don't think I don't think Arsenal is because she's part of Young Justice. I don't think she's any relation to the Green Arrow to to Oliver Queen. Okay. I don't think so. I have to look. Right. But there's a couple Arrow based heroes in the DC universe. Yeah. So it's kind of and they all seem to be kind of related around you know Green Arrow. Right. Ali, uh, but <clears throat> but the one thing they did say about the show that there was going to be no powers. Right. So. Again, makes sense if you're going to use, like, Roy or Oliver or Speedy. Right. They were speculating that there could be a possible Green Arrow, uh, since Green Arrow and... Uh, Green Lantern, I'm sorry. The two... They are rumoring that Hal Jordan is going to be on the show. show right. Hal Jordan, not Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Right. Okay? There's a difference. Just because you say, oh, Hal Jordan's going to be on the show, does not make him Green Lantern. Right, right. You know, he could just be a friend of Oliver Queen's who happens to be in the Air Force, whose name's Hal Jordan. Right. You know, you're not going to see him flying around in a green suit going, oh, look at my ring, you know. <laughs> I, I guarantee, because the, the one thing they said it was, since it's by the people who did Smallville, and Smallville's rule about that was no cape, no suit, no, you know, you're not going to see, no flying. Right. And... They got away with it. You know, they did bend the rules a little bit when they made Clark evil, and right. then Clark would fly. But you go, okay, well, it's not really Clark. It's his evil twin kind of thing. Right. But with Arrow, they said no superpowers because the his girlfriend in the show is Black Canary 2 in the comic books. Yeah. She doesn't have the sonic scream. And then when they had Alex Kingston, the the girl who played the woman who plays River Song right. as her mother her name's Diana and she's the original she's the original Black Canary right, right, right. again no powers right. but you just because you're just throwing a name out there right. so you know if they all have to join together to fix a crime <laughs> I have to say though the season finale of Arrow has got to have been the best season finale I've seen in a very long time really? yes very good I mean it was like wow just when you thought it was going to go one way it went the opposite way just when you thought it was done it wasn't it was right. like Holy mackerel. I'm really looking forward to season two. Yes, looks good. Okay, what else we got? Next is, wow, the life-size X-Wing is made from 5,335,200 Lego blocks. Apparently, in order to celebrate the animated series Yoda Chronicles, the Lego group has done something truly spectacular. They put together a life-size X-Wing fighter. Yeah, I saw the picture. I really wasn't impressed. I was. I wasn't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, it's a life-size X-Wing. I mean, eh. made out of Legos. I mean... You want to impress me? Make it fly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. tough, did, did the wings open up? It did not say. Um, chances, chances are probably not. It's probably locked in that X-Wing position. I'm not impressed. They probably got a bunch, a, a little team going, this is how we're going to do it. Click, 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 click. I mean... Don't get me wrong, the achievement's nice, and I saw the picture, but I'm like, eh. Yeah, it took a th- team of 32 people and over a year to make an 11-foot tall, 40 feet, 43-foot long, 44 wide, uh, 460,000 pounds. 46,000 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, added a couple zero there. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's to me it's pretty impressive that they did something like that. I mean, imagine if you had nothing to do when you went to build a life-size X-Wing forward. Imagine you building the Millennium Falcon out of life. Now you want to impress me? Build the Millennium Falcon, motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Okay. You want to impress me? Do that. Until then, it's an X-Wing. Pfft, there's millions of them. I mean, okay, granted, now, the only thing that's impressive about this is that actually people got paid to do this. Yeah. 
That's the only thing. <laughs> like, give me that one guy who who spent like five years of his life with Lego blocks going, I made an exact replica of the Millennium Falcon in my backyard. It took me five years to do it. I lost my wife. I nearly lost my house. That's impressive. <laughs> That's commitment. These guys got a paycheck for a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I was impressed, but okay. Yeah, well, you're easily impressed. <laughs> That's true. I'm talking, talking monkeys, and you're going, oh, look, Lego blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Just saying. There's a steel truss frame. So they cheated. <laughs> I'm reading this thing. Master builder, Eric Varzigi. Who, who was modest by saying, essentially, it's just a blown up of our existing model. The real feat of engineering here is the steel truss frame that's holding it all together. So not even the Lego blocks are holding it together. <laughs> I don't think there's enough glue to put this. doesn't have to be glue. They're blocks. You're still going to click, 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 click. That's the thing. Now it makes me think they were even real Lego blocks. They probably form cut. It's not individual Lego. Are they, they really are individual Lego blocks. That's what they said. So they said it took uh, it took five million three hundred thirty five thousand two hundred Lego bricks bricks to turn them into one Star Wars most famous starship. It's not the most famous starship. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon is the most famous starship. I'm not impressed. Do the you guys go back to the Millennium Falcon, then call me. Then I'll be like, okay, now I'm impressed. I'm being going to be harsh with the people at Lego. <laughs> now the worst part about it is if someone drops that, and you get a bunch of Legos splattered all over, splattered all over the place. I would get, I would pay good money for Fear Factor to go. Okay, now your your thing is to go walk across it barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, fear is not a factor for you. Take your shoes off and your socks and go walk right across all those Legos. That'll be impressive. <laughs> bloody stumps at the end. Yep. You want to impress me? Do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being harsh on those people from Lego. Do better next time. <laughs> okay, what next? Guy discovers hidden copy of action number one while remodeling his house. A hidden copy? Yes. Okay. Minnesota resident David Gonzalez was remodeling a house that is abandoned. He just recently purchased an elbow lake. And while he was tearing down walls... He found a copy of the Action Number One comic book in in his house with with papers. Basically, they were using it as insulation at the time, to instead of wow. Yeah, so they so he found that. So it's it's worth about a uh, hundred thousand dollars. So he was of course he was thrilled, but he goes, "That's not the interesting part of the story." His in laws were so excited they were going to take the comic book, and then a fight ensued on who owned the comic book, and basically tore it in half. Oh my God! But you know, here's the killer thing about it: that yeah. torn action number one is still worth seventy five thousand dollars. Jeez, how like, did they really like literally in half or just a rip? Well, it's 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 here. It was torn. Now I didn't say how it was torn. It was just said it was torn. It was tragically torn. So yeah. they're not necessarily ripped in two pieces; just ripped. Yes. Oh, wow. But they took it to an auction house still anyway, and they said it's still worth $75,000 because there's not many uh, number Okay, well, the worst part, man, you kind of glanced over. You said it was his, you didn't say it was his in-laws. I, th- I didn't. I thought I did. 
Maybe you did, and you just ran so fast that I missed it. Yeah. But it, it, his in-laws. See, right away, I divorced that woman. <laughs> You're, it's his house. He bought it. Yeah. It's in his name. His in-laws had no right to it. None. <laughs> divorced that bitch of a wife. Who, because, because. You take your hundred grand, you could have taken your hundred grand and bought yourself a new wife. <laughs> or at least, you know, upgrade her. Upgrade <laughs> You know, take her out and buy her new boobs or something. That's what I'm saying. I mean, why not? New boobs, what cost? Like, maybe 10 grand? A good pair of new boobs? Maybe 10 grand? Yeah. You know? So you could invest a little money in your wife upgrader. You're already upgrading a house. <laughs> <laughs> you got extra 75000 now. Yeah. yeah, you can upgrade it still with that. Upgrade her boobs. Let her make her appreciate you more. <laughs> or better yet, upgrade your penis. Get a bigger junk. <laughs> But imagine that. Imagine like tearing down a wall and going, oh, look, someone used comic books. Oh, wait, that's an action comic book number one. And obviously, okay, I'm going to say it was probably in piss poor condition if it only went for 100 grand. Yeah. Because, um, what's his face? Nicolas Cage. I'm more like a comic protector. <laughs> his action comic book number one went for like millions. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it was beat the hell, but. <laughs> well, you're sticking it on a wall. It's not going to be make good dishes. Yeah. You'd think, yeah, really, I guess so, yeah. It's like a 9.6 rate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's it's used in the inside of a wall, but it's not like it's ever been touched. It's not really been sun, uh, eh, maybe. Air hitting that paper, man. Yeah, I guess so. Grayed out and, you know, now. Yeah, still. But still 100 grand, though, I mean. Yeah, or even the 75 grand, that'd be nice. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How old is your oldest comic book? The oldest comic book I have, which I still have to find, I don't, I don't know if I have it anymore, was a, uh, it was a Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was a number seven, and it was 1976, I think it was, when it came out. So basically, we're telling me it's worthless. I mean, because it's, it's, it's Nick Fury. It's, it's, it's not one of the big characters. I mean, yeah, sure, he might get some little bump because it's a Nick Fury comic, but... Well, it's it's one of the it's one of the kind of controversial ones because it was during the time when they didn't want sex in comics because they thought it was for little kids, right? And they had that remember that uh, yeah the, the comic book ratings thing, thing yeah right. So the one picture is a picture of his gun and it's like a sex scene and that was more pornographic to them than the actual like act itself. Oh, so they kind of they actually had like they had the image of the, the sex scene. Yeah. But instead they superimposed a gun on top of it. Well it they kinda of like they do... blew up the like the, the panel and all it was is his thigh with the gun sticking out in the side because it was like the two of them together, her, him and the uh, countess like kind of doing the little banter play, right? You know, and then they were, you know, they see him getting at the kiss, right? And the next panel was just the picture of his thigh with the with the big gun and the. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it was kind of like the euphemism, like the train going through the tunnel. Exactly, this was the gun going into his holster. Yeah, that's uh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kids of controversy or whatever. I always I always find that fascinating how people find sex in the most stupidest of things. Exactly. And they go, you should be ashamed of that. I'm like, well, you, you didn't bring it up. You brought it up. Yeah. So that means you saw it before anybody else did. What's that say about you? But uh, All right. My uh, my oldest comic, probably, I don't wish I remember the, the issue number, but I did, it was a Spider-Man, it was the beginning of the Sin Eater, but I did kind of go back further, so the Amazing Spider-Man line. Mm-hmm. So I think I got to look, but I think I got some back to my childhood. I might actually have, I don't think the first 
appearance of, of Punisher that goes back way further than I think I was collecting. But I am proud of the fact that I do have, they did the web of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I swear, I got, I got to pull it out to, to look, but I think I have, it was a short run, I was thinking it was like almost 100 issues. I have the whole set. Okay. So I have the whole run of Web of Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Which probably isn't worth anything, but right. it together as a whole, Mike, because there are some special special moments. I mean, I do also have, um, I think, one or two copies of, and I bought them off the rack, the Secret Wars number eight. Okay. Which is, for those people who don't know, when, how, when Spider-Man actually got the symbiote suit. Right. It wasn't in Spider-Man. It was actually in the Secret Wars yeah. episodes. You know, number eight. I'll never forget because he was jealous because there is, it's again, every once in a while they would get all the bad guys and all the good guys, take them off world and have them fight. Right. This one, Spider-Roman was involved and I think it was Jessica, I think uh, Jessica Harper. Mm-hmm. Her suit got pretty much beat up and she went and since they were on an alien planet, she came across this thing and it gave her a new suit. But it was a black and white suit, you know, because she went through a black and white suit face too. Right, right, yeah. Pete was jealous because he, he was like, oh, I want a new suit kind of thing. And his suit was ratty and he went to another machine and that machine gave him his black suit but it wasn't until Web of Spider-Man when you knew that it was the symbiote thing. Right. Like I think the first issue of Web of Spider-Man is when he gets rid of the suit through the bell tower. Yeah. So I have like that whole run you know, and of course then he was, you know, a couple of times he was dating Felicia Hardy and, you know, Black Cat and, you know, um, and also I was collecting Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, Peter, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I was collecting anything that Spider-Man's name on it. Right. All run. So it's a nice, it's a nice collection, but I don't know how, I think it's probably early 80s. Yeah. You know, so, eh, not bad. It's probably the oldest I have. All right, so what else we got? Uh, finally, uh, no Bill Murray. So what? Dan Aykroyd reveals for Ghostbusters 3 plot. <sighs> All right. What's, what's the plot? <laughs> Speaking on Larry King now, Ackroyd addressed the Bill Mary issue, saying that no, he's still not going to do it. But in the same breath, revealed the plot for the comedy sci-fi flick. Ackroyd said, we need new Ghostbusters. We need four new Columbia students. The reason for the new students was there's new research being done in, in particle physics by the young men and women of Columbia University. I can say that the world of our dimension that we live in of our four planes existence length height width and time become threatened by some of the research being done so that's basically it so they're basically kind of rebooting the series a little bit in terms of they're going to have Ackroyd I guess Remus and uh, Winston but they're not going to have uh, the, uh, of course Bill Murray and they're going to add more characters to basically I mean let's dumb it down for me and for the audience Yeah, it's basically saying hey we're going to reboot Ghostbusters with new with a younger younger hipper crowd, right? Because let's face it, as great as Bill Murray is, a twenty something year old kid isn't going to get him. Their their main frame of reference is probably Lost in Translation, right? Or if anything, out of the comedy world, a guest a guest spot in Zombie Zombie Land. Yeah, you know. So I mean, he hasn't really made a relevant funny film. Since Groundhog Day. Since Groundhog's Day. And, you know, some people don't even like that movie. But, I mean, you're talking, like, the classics of Caddyshack and, you know, Meatballs. The stuff where he was... Re- and Ghostbusters, where he was he was the man. Right. People aren't going to get that. You know? And, and I, it's... T- I hate to say it, but you don't even need the other guys. You can literally take one of those guys, like Harold Ramis. Yeah. And you have Egon. Yeah. And just be like, the other three guys are just... They're either dead or they're lost in the ether. They they cross the streams and mm-hmm. they blew up. Any some sort of joke, and they need to find new characters. Yeah. Or 
I don't know, just do it the stupid easy way. They're the kids of them. Yeah. Like, you know, Bill Murray isn't in it, but you can get Sigourney Weaver, and it's their son, Peter Vinkman Jr. Right. You know, and have some guy, you know, like, what's his face? The guy in, uh, the guy from Dumb and Dumber, uh, Christensen, I think his name is. The guy who is, uh, Eric Olsen Christensen, I think his name. Uh-huh. He played the young Jim Carrey. Oh, right. In Dumber and Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah. And he's also in NCIS Los Angeles. And my one of my favorite movies, Fired Up, where he's, you know, football player. Oh, right. Get him, because he's good at being a smarmy. Yeah. You know, he could be Peter Vickman Jr. <laughs> you know, and get a couple other people who are good in comedy. Of course, you're going to need a couple chicks. You could need it. You got to make it, you know, nice, nice plethora of ethnic boulier sauce or something, you know. <laughs> like, you know, you need your chick. You're African-American, you're a white guy, and throw in a Mexican guy. Mexican. There's your four There's your four new Ghostbusters. It's politically correct. The jokes will be not funny because they won't offend anybody. Right. What do you think? You think it's going to be a watchable movie? It really depends on who's in it. You know, and who's, who writes it, who's in it. I mean, I don't care if, if Bill Murray's in it or not. Because I, I, honestly, I thought the second one was kind of weak. Yes, I mean, I love the first one. I mean, the first I, one's a classic. I thought it was the greatest movie when I was a kid, and I thought it was like one of those movies right, right up there with like Star Wars almost. Almost. Almost, yeah. You know, to really kind of put a bad taste in my mouth that made me walk away from the series. Now, the Ghostbusters video game that came out that was written by them and voiced by them supposedly was going to be like because they couldn't figure out how to do a real movie sequel mm. at the time, they did the Ghostbusters video game, the most recent one. Yeah. And it was basically, Dan Aykroyd said, we wrote it as the plot for Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. So, in effect, the the game you're playing is Ghostbusters 3. So, theoretically, this is Ghostbusters 4. You know? <laughs> and the game is pretty good. I, lo- I really like the game. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Is it, again, it's Hollywood rehashing a, a franchise that's over 20 years old at this point. Right. I think I think like it, almost like you want to do kind of I hate to say it because they never really come out good as a, a reboot. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. I mean, the characters are getting old. I mean, you know, you can't have Android right. And, and, and how do you and, right? So how do you reboot a series? A younger trio or yeah. quartet? Quartet, yeah. You know, not necessarily redo the exact same movie, but since everybody that was in the original movie is pretty much alive, mm-hmm. you can have them in it and be kind of like a bringing in the old and showing the people the new, like to keep the. Keep the people who like the original happy right. by having the old people in it. Yeah. But then bring in the younger crowd in by having newer, hipper, cooler kids. And, I mean, let's face it. Number one, visual effects are way up there. Yeah. So the movie will look good. Right. Number two, technology is advanced. So, you know, you could probably do, as far as plot-wise, you know, a new kind of catcher. Right. Or a new kind of containment unit. Yeah. You know, I mean... So, you know, you, I could just see it now. Someone's going to pull out their phone and go, there's an app for that now. You know, <laughs> as like a ghost hunter kind of thing. Like, you know, kid pulls out his iPhone and punches up the, you know, the electrometer. Yeah. You know, punches a button. And, okay, I got the it. Electrometer, yeah. Yeah, and it whoop, 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 or plugs it into his phone. And the, the little thing that, that spread open like it was a Y. Yeah. Whenever there was a, some sort of thing. Yeah, a spectral being. And you know what's going to happen is then at some point in the movie, Slimer will be free because he's a ghost, so he's immortal. Right. 
And since Bill Murray won't, won't be there, they'll probably slime Dan Aykroyd. So Dan Aykroyd can get, kind of get the joke in, oh, it always happens to Peter kind of thing to kind of pay homage to the fact that Bill Murray's character got slimed. But yeah. I don't know, it's one of those things. Like, they've been talking about this movie for years. Yeah. When, when, it's on the, when it's on the silver screen, then I'll make my judgment. <laughs> I think I'm going to wait for DVD on that one. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I mean... It really depends on how they market it and how they, you know, if it's something like, ooh, you know. Hugh Jackman is Peter Venkman. <laughs> I'm in. Sylvester <laughs> <laughs> Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> e. Where do those steps go? Those steps goes up. <laughs> so she sleeps above her covers. Four feet above her covers. <laughs> Pass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a ghost in here. I... <laughs> Definite bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You throw the rock in it. I'll go see it. <laughs> I don't think you could save that franchise. <laughs> yeah. He saved Fast and Furious. Yeah. At least for me, he did. Because I gave up on that move. I mean, okay. Well, let's let's since, since news is done. Yes, new, new, new news is over. Okay, so let's go into Sean's uh, movie review. All right. Spoiler free, Sean's movie review. All right. You saw two movies. This saw weekend. two movies this weekend. Yes. Since since I I go to the movies religiously every Sunday, I saw Hangover Three. Yeah. Which was okay. It was I, funny. I saw that one now as, as well. We didn't see it together, but we both saw it over the weekend. Okay, so what did you think of it? I, I laughed. I mean, it wasn't as good as the first one. For movies, very rarely are. Yeah, and uh, it was a completely different storyline like, as the as the first two. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, we got we wake up and we don't know what the fuck happened. This is kind of like a direct plot. Yeah. It wasn't like a fill in the gaps kind of thing. This was, you guys need to go here to do this, to do that right. kind of thing. It was very linear. Yes. Yeah, I thought the jokes were okay. There's a couple good spots that I laughed heartedly. <laughs> you know, again, no spoilers. Right. Because this is a spoiler-free zone. <laughs> um, personally, I'm glad it's over. Yeah. I'm really hoping that this was the final and people are going to go, well, it left it off. You know, the, the, the movie ended with a whole possible for a fourth. Yeah. I'm like, no, I think they just kind of did that as a... Since we didn't have that moment of where we got so drunk and blissed that we had no idea what happened the night before, it, as the main storyline, eh, we'll throw it as a bumper. No spoiler there, to be honest. What happens is, I'm not going to tell you, but it's still that moment where they kind of go, what happened? And then you see like the aftermath. Right. Yeah. Eh. I think that was probably the real laugh out loud at the, the that. Yeah, that's where the big laughs kind of came at the very end, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, because I was like, hey, hey. but when that scene came, I was like, bah, ha, ha, cute. <laughs> Again, I kind of felt like the joke went a little too long. Yeah. Like, the the initial reaction was a big belly laugh, but then the, it lasted for a little longer that I felt it was just like, oh, I'm still laughing, but not as hard, because right. now it's getting old. Yeah. I also saw Fast and Furious 6, or is it just Furious 6? Or is it Fast Furious 6? I don't know what the hell. They, every time I see it on the papers, it's always something different. With The Rock. If you smile, well, The Rock is driving. Apparently Diesel. Actually, no, Jeep. Because he plays the military guy, you know, the right. you know, so he's driving the military. You know. Well, usually the diesel is the one that usually stinks, so that's why. Yeah, but I don't want people to confuse it with Vin Diesel, the guy who's actually in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> The Rock's riding Vin Diesel. Yeah, Rock's riding Diesel, <laughs> dropping the people's penis on him. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I just want to break the deal. There's no, Vin Diesel, the actor. The Rock is straight. The Rock is straight and married. Well, not married anymore, but straight. Yeah, it's very straight. And you tell him he's not. <laughs> no. As far as I'm concerned, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Mr. Johnson. The moment I meet him, it's because I did meet him once. That doesn't help. <laughs> Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. I met him once. I heard you. Were- <laughs> Mr. Johnson, Johnson, Mr. Johnson, I heard you rode the uh, Vin Diesel in Fezvier Six. Uh, Comment. <laughs> well, well, what do you think? What do you think of the movie? Well, it doesn't matter what you thought of the movie. <laughs> fun it was a fun you know fun movie i mean i'm not gonna like, to me the first movie was good but i'm i'm old school i'm american so american, american. <laughs> so seeing those shitty hondas and uh, you know accords and acuras in the first couple movies all blinged out just really annoyed the hell out of me because it's just like you guys aren't really racers. I mean, granted, you throw nitrous in it. Ooh, your car goes fast. But give me an American car, like a Chevy or a Ford. Ford. You know, or a Dodge Charger. Something that'll kick a little ass and take some names on its way. American. <laughs> so, I, but I have noticed the movie has gone from shitty cars yeah. to American cars. American muscle cars. American muscle. You know. <laughs> The kind of car that will beat the crap out of you while it's fucking your girl. <laughs> American car. <laughs> like I said, I mean, so to me, it was like a bunch of like, again, first couple movies. I think Tokyo Drift, I'd even bother. Right. I'm just like, wait, no one's in the movie that was in the original. So you did, and that was the third movie, right? I, I think, think so, yeah. Yeah. And it was like Tokyo Drift, yeah, it was third, which yeah. had nothing to do with any of the other two movies. It, was, it I call it the Halloween Three of the Halloween series, <laughs> where we're just going to use the title, and you call it Tokyo Drift, and not have anybody in it. And again, with shitty cars. And then it was like the fourth and the fifth finally brought Vin Diesel back. Yeah. And Paul Walker, and let's face it, Paul Walker needs the job because what else is he being in? Nothing. I think it's about this way. Paul Walker's role has been played by Chatham Tanning in more movies. Because <laughs> it's basically the same good-looking guy who's not really all there mentally. <laughs> but we're going to give him an important role of being a cop. The kind of thing. <laughs> like, I wouldn't buy you as a cop even if that was your real job. <laughs> what are you again? Cop. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm a cop. Okay, Keanu, calm down. <laughs> no, Paul Walker. Okay, if you say so. Dude. What, brah? <laughs> so, like, you know, like four and five, I mean, five at least brought the rock in. You yeah. know, and, uh, Mr. Johnson. Mr. <laughs> Johnson. Oh, well, now he goes as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I remember there was that kind of time where he, when he was still, because he still wrestles yeah. from time to time. So it's like he stole the rock. But yet he's Dwayne Johnson. So when he does movies, he's Dwayne Johnson. But in some movies, he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm like, make up your mind, Mr. Johnson. You know, 
I mean, like, I saw him in Pain and Gain. I, I think literally every movie that he's been in, I've seen this year. Really? From Snitch, which was a heavy drama, not an action movie. Uh-huh. He was great in that. Pain and Gain. Right. Which he, I mean, I think he put on more. He's the biggest I think I've ever seen him in that movie. G.I. Joe, <laughs> Retaliation. Again, save the franchise as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and now Fast and Furious 6. He's been in four movies this year, and I've seen all four. <laughs> That's how much of a fan of him his, his I am. All right. You know, because like I said, years ago when he first became the WWE champion, back when it was still a WWF, <laughs> my sister and I went to go see him in an appearance. And, whew, boy, he's big. I mean, it was like, wow, dude. And he was sitting down, and he was still scary to me. Like... <laughs> So every time I see him, I'm just like, Mr. Johnson, yes, sir, no, sir. But this, but this movie it was, was fun and entertaining, and I, I would highly recommend people seeing it. If you're a fan of the franchise, you'll like it. There are a couple moments, because it does bring Michelle Rodriguez back as Letty. You know, they do throw in, like, you're like, well, how do you bring her back into the movie? Worked. I got to say, it did actually kind of work a little far-fetched, but again, it's a movie about people racing. It, and it stop becoming about racing cars and become more about heist movies, I noticed. <laughs> Five and six are basically kind of like the equivalent of Ocean's Eleven on wheels. Ocean's Eleven on wheels. It really is. It's like, okay, we're going to have a group of race car drivers, and you're going to help me solve this crime, or help me bring in this bad guy. Right. It's like, really? Wasn't this about street racing? Like, four movies ago? Like... <laughs> So, they, of course, they have the, the obviously, it must be contractual obligation. If it's going to be a Fast and Furious movie, yeah. you need a street racing scene, at least one. <laughs> and they had their one, you know, really really wasn't needed for the plot, but it had the pretty girls and all that kind of all hyped up, like, but he's driving, like, an American car, you know, and she's driving an American car. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know. I'm just glad to see American cars back in. American cars in, you know. Well, I think they start with the American cars back in the last movie where it opened up with the Grand National that they beat the crap out of, which was sad because it's a great looking car. Yeah. But you know, I think the maybe the Rock just kind of did look. If I'm gonna be in this movie, I want American made cars. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, because he's a big guy. I mean, you can't really get him in one of those piece of shit Hondas. Like, <laughs> Turn into a comedy. Yeah, I mean, it literally would be like, I mean, he would have to slam his fist on the roof, pry it open, just to get himself into the doorway. I mean, I've, literally, he could probably pick up one of those cars and throw it across the room. Like, and he, and, or honestly, he was never in a car that had a hood. It was always like the Jeep, like the, the, the military Jeep kind of look or yeah. the Humvee looking kind of car because there was no roof. And granted, there's a lot of action going on, so people needed to jump in and out of cars. Right. But when you needed him to be in a vehicle, it had no roof because I don't think he could fit in a normal car. <laughs> I think he was in a chopper. Makes sense. <laughs> but him in a regular car just never works. So I think the American cars worked better because they were built for speed and muscle and if you're gonna have speed if you're gonna have muscle and you're gonna have the rock in it, you need a muscle car. Yeah. You can't have and Vin Diesel still like it's funny, Vin Diesel is a ripped, well built, muscular guy. But standing next to the to the rock, it it's literally like a child and his father. <laughs> like at one point I just feel like the rock kinda of going, Oh come here you look at those abs. Oh, isn't that cute kind of thing. Like <laughs> Let me show you what real muscle looks like. You know, kind of thing. I'm going to share my Johnson. Oh, yeah. 
See this the problem a bull, baby. <laughs> and that's another thing I too like I, I I'm enjoying the fact that yeah, he's the rock, but a lot of his early movies they used to cover up the rock tattoo. Yeah. Now they don't. Like, you know why? Because they don't have enough makeup to cover up that arm. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he's a monster. He, I mean, he literally, when he's on screen, I'm just going, he scares me. I'm waiting for him to go, I smell Sean's popcorn. Like, <laughs> Rock hungry. Rock hungry. <laughs> I'm going to get my American car, drive over there, get my popcorn. Get my American car, get me some popcorn. Some jujubes. Rock like jujubes. <laughs> That's a shame because he's a lot more eloquent than that, you know, just from the rock promos. <laughs> and he likes pie. What kind of guy? Is he? What's, what's more American than American cars and apple pie, or just pie in general? American pie. American pie. Love that movie. American. <laughs> right now, the people around the world are going, but we hate America. <laughs> Dude, trust me, I'm not a real big fan of America either, but I just like to say America. <laughs> and granted now, I mean, even though it's an American car, chances are 99% of the parts are actually from overseas, so it's not really an American car in the first place. It's sad to say, you know. Back in the 60s, an American car. Back in the 60s, 70s, and maybe some of the 80s, you know. Cars were actually, you could rely on the fact that Dodge was actually made in American. <laughs> Hell, in the 80s, we had a whole slogan, made in America. <laughs> was it made in the USA? That whole line, like every time there was a commercial, it was made in the USA or made in America. Yeah. Like hometown pride. Now, none of that. <laughs> kind of, sort of made in America. It was boxed by somebody from America. <laughs> it was put together in yeah. America. Somebody turn a screw here in America. <laughs> America! <laughs> we put foreign parts together. In America! <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. But I mean, the movie itself was fun. Like, there was a couple moments where everyone's kind of like cheering, and I'm just like, bullshit, that would never would happen. <laughs> but then again, a part of me went, Dude, none of this would ever happen. It's called a movie. Like, <laughs> you see two people flying through the air. Like, two people are flying through the air and they catch each other. I'm like, bullshit. Just earlier this month, I watched a guy in an armored suit who wasn't even in that armored suit get 12 people like, <laughs> falling from the sky. So I believe that wholeheartedly. But this one, I was like, no, nah, bullshit. Because <laughs> Vin Diesel wasn't wearing an Iron Man suit. <laughs> What that's that? the missing link. That's the missing link. You're going to fly through the air and crab somebody. You better wear an Iron Man suit or better have long johns on it, something. I want to see tights on your ass. <laughs> you better have an insignia on your chest if you're going to be grabbing people out of midair. Because <laughs> that's believable. That's believable. I could buy that a lot more than just, you know, oh, look, I'm just going to slam here and jump in the air and grab you and everything's going to be fine and doing like 75. Five, maybe a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I didn't see no stabilator jets on your feet. <laughs> I didn't see no web slinging. <laughs> I didn't even see a freaking batarang. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two movies this weekend. <laughs> now next weekend's gonna be kind of tough because we have the comic book of the Comic Con. Wizard World. Yeah. Wizard World Comic Con next week. So I probably will be. Uh, and I'm also doing a charity event 
called The Ride for Recovery on Sunday. So my Sunday movie watching might be a little hindered. Because right. I was kind of looking forward to that uh, magic movie. Eh, now you now see, you see me. Now you see me. Yeah. Like, That's magic. <laughs> oh. It's basically everybody from almost everybody from Zombieland in a magic movie trying to hide from the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> well, God narrates it. <laughs> <laughs> and along with Alfred trying to find, I guess, Bruce. <laughs> this is what Alfred was doing when Bruce was away for eight years. <laughs> I mean, because literally, it's Michael Caine, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy who played Hulk? Uh, Mark Ruffalo. He's in it? Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Woody Harrelson? Yeah. M- Mark, not Mark Zuckerberg. He played Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Jesse like, Eisenberg? Yes. The two of them, and they were in Zombieland. Yeah. I think it's directed by the same guy who did Zombieland. So it's kind of like, oh, I like these two guys. So it's basically Zombieland meets God meets Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> While trying to avoid getting caught by the Hulk. <laughs> well, that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you want to see that movie. And it's about magic. Ooh, it's illusion. <laughs> Ooh, it's illusion. <laughs> so there's that. And what else comes out next week? Uh, oh, there was another one that was kind of like, oh, that's coming out next weekend. Shoot. Damn, I kind of wish I remembered what it was. Anyway, so those, but so let's talk about the Comic Con. Okay. Well, Wizard World is, of course, this weekend starts. Uh, Friday. Right now. Thursday, actually, I think. Thursday, yes. A four-day thing. Four-day weekend now. John Cena is going to be there for just Thursday. Oh, okay. Which kind of, I'm kind of glad because. Yeah, we don't want the wrestling people. I mean, I like like the wrestling people. Yeah. But last year, it just seemed to be so out of place because they had CM Punk, who's a hometown guy. Right. And when he decided to finally show up, I mean, the place was packed. Yeah. You know, and when he finally decided to show, they actually had his theme music blaring through the whole building, which I was like, you know what? All the all the fans were chanting CM Punk. Yeah, CM and I'm Punk just going, well, again. I'm like, yeah, that's great and all, but I'm also wondering, two hours over, there's Lita, Million Dollar Man, Mouth from the South. Yeah. He's there. I think the Honky Tonk Man was there. Yeah, yeah. It was like, here's a bunch of guys who, like... Where was their theme music? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're just sitting all together. Diamond Dallas Page were there. Yeah. Was there. No, no, none of their theme music. Like, <laughs> so I just kind of felt like it was just, and, and they were going, CM Punk. I was just like, dude, come on. We're a bunch of nerds. Stand around. You're not really helping the cause. I mean, seriously. I thought we were going to get squirrelies. Yeah. I was just... Wedgies. Oh, it was just so <laughs> loud, obnoxious, and annoying. I, and granted, I mean, I mean I'm, I am a loud, obnoxious, and, and you know, person <laughs> generally. So if I'm saying you're being loud and obnoxious, you know it's serious. <laughs> I'm just saying. I... You know, I'm I'm loud, obnoxious, nor you know, right? But I'm adorable too. So, <laughs> what? What? All right. Yeah. So, oh, so okay. Well, now, granted, by the time you guys hear this, we either will be at the show. During that weekend, yeah. when you're listening to it, or maybe if you have plans, depending on how soon Ed gets us up, because it is Tuesday. Yes, I'll have it up by Thursday, I think. For those people who might download it on Thursday who are in the area, 
I know Ed and I will be there Saturday. Yeah, we'll be, both be there on Saturday. So come on down, say hi to us. We're not, we don't have a booth or anything, but if you see us walking around, go, Geekstars! Yes. <laughs> and we'll say hi, give you our business card, and maybe give you a noogie or something. You, know? <laughs> you can have our picture taken with us. Yeah, because yeah, we're so photogenic. Yes. <laughs> like, hi, I'm Sean, I'm Geekstars. <laughs> I'll be too busy following the cosplay girls going, can I have your number? Can I have your number? Or want to be on our show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just be like, hey, how you doing? I mean, because in person, I'm usually kind of shy and bashful, believe it or not. So I'd be like, can I, can I get your Can I get an autograph? Thanks. Bye. Can I get a picture? And then on the show, dude, she wanted me. <laughs> Is the, the epitome of geek talk. You know, dude, I'm so into her. I'm going to walk up and go, hey, baby, what's up? How about you and me get a little one-on-one going? How about I take a beautiful girl like you out to dinner and maybe give me your digits? And then reality is like, well, can you sign this? And then people go, then, then the next day, dude, I tried talking to her, but she was a bitch. She ignored me. <laughs> 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 or I could be the typical guy like she's probably a lesbian anyway who <laughs> 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 just flash back they had the guys I knew in high school <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is there any autographs that you're looking forward to getting this year um, I'm probably just going to make a he- beeline right to John Barrowman okay because I really liked his work in Torchwood, and he, he was brilliant in Arrow. Yeah. That season finale, it wasn't for him, it probably wouldn't have been as half as good. Because mm-hmm. he knocked it out of the park in that season finale. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to probably be, he'd be the first one I go to. Then, um, as far as cosplayers go, uh, Ivy Doom Kitty's going to be there. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing her, just kind of going, hi. I'm definitely going to be the, because I'm so infatuated with her, I'll just be like, Hi. Can I have your autograph? Thanks. You know? And then I'd probably be able to make eye contact with her. Because as soon as I see her, my heart goes, boom, 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 boom. you know, I'm all become all shy and bashful. You know? <laughs> Golly gee, Miss Doom Kitty, can I have your autograph? <laughs> I brought hot wings. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but anybody out there who's listening knows her, tell her, you know, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think who else is going to be there. Henry Winkler, I might walk by just and go, "Here's the phones, hey!" Like I wonder how many people are going to be dumb enough to do, "Hey!" Oh, the whole time he's there. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> who else is going to be there? Well, a couple other people from Torchwood's going to be there. Um, James Marsters, bike from Buffy, is going to be there. Mm-hmm. He was also in Torchwood, so I'm actually thinking about since I have the whole series in a box set. I'm actually going to bring the box set and get John Barrowman to sign it and Marsters. Okay. Because they have like when you open up the book, there's like some nice pages. Actually, in the middle, they have a nice one of James Marsters, believe it or not, where he's holding like like two guns. And he's kind of doing the standoff, like pointing the guns, like almost like a Christ-like position. Right. Where he's looking at both of them. Like, that's a pretty badass picture. But it's not, you know, it's like he's like only in it for a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I might, you know, bring in and have him sign that and John Barrowman to sign it too because I, you know, I just... That would probably be cool. Charisma Carpenter is going to be there. Yes. I might might check her out, wondering if she still holds up. Because I thought when I saw Julie Benz last year, Mm -hmm. 
completely way prettier in person than I thought she'd be in, than she is on TV. Yeah. Which surprised the hell out of me because usually they're not. They're usually a little worn around the edges. Yeah. Same with Vivica Fox. You know, oh, yeah. she. I was like, I was almost, I was like so enamored with her because I was like, oh my god, she's super hot in person. Like not at all. Like she is in the movies. Right. Like, she looked better in person. So I'm kind of wondering if Charisma Carpenter is going to hold up that way too. So I might look, scope her out and go, well, what's up? Won't be on our show? <laughs> <laughs> now, I did see her in Boston when we did the Buffy Fest, the Wizard World Boston. They did a Buffy Fest with all the characters. Yeah, how many years ago? Uh, Four? Yeah, a person, you know, person who's not in the limelight really could fade real fast in four years. Well, she looked good then, so. All right, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Who, who are you looking forward to? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try, but I don't think I'm going to... It could be successful is uh, Stan Lee because I never got uh, autograph yet. You didn't get it from last year? Yeah. Really? I thought you would have. I didn't have much money last year, so I had to kind of uh, push him aside. So. Well, good thing you know he had that operation because he had the whole heart attack thing. Yeah. Pacemaker at the end of the year. Yeah. Which, you know, that's why I was kind of glad. I, was, I felt like I felt partly responsible for that because <laughs> I, I did get the VIP last year for Stan. Yeah. So it was kind of like I wanted to get it in before because the man was going to be 90 years old. So I was like, I better get in because he might go at any minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, I'm like, oh, my God, he almost did go. I'm a jinx. Like, uh, <laughs> Here's another big one that I'm, I'm not going to get, but uh, William Shatner's going to be there again this year. I, well, last year was, I don't think he's, he's going to be there Saturday only. Yeah. So, I mean, it was supposed to be Saturday and Sunday, but I guess he realized since he did Saturday and Sunday last year, Sunday's usually kind of like the dead end kind of day. Yeah. Where most people just kind of show up to wander around, like, yeah. oh look, honey, Comic Con's in town. Let's go, let's go look at the geeks, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. So, but uh, I did get his autograph last year. Yeah. I, but again, it was on a Sunday. I literally because I had the weekend pass and I had to go pick up my picture with the Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus, the mm-hmm. Boondock Saints guys. So while I was there, he, he had Shannon had nobody in line, and he was just off getting the the, the whole um, photo op right. thing going on. So I literally was like third person in line to get him to sign the the lithograph that kind of if you got if you got his VIP ticket yeah you got the lithograph of him doing the singing of a Rocket Man yeah and that's the only thing I had on me so I was like screw it I'm getting him to sign that like because yeah. to me it's the best Rocket Man <laughs> burning out his face there alone and then two that I'm I'm, I'm I'm thinking about getting is uh, Candace Bailey and uh, Carrie Underwood. They were both part of G4's Attack of the Show. Okay, that, I have to admit, that is kind of nerdy. Yeah. I mean, I can see the Sarah Underwood, because she's Playboy Playmate, hottie. Right. Candace, she's cute, but too annoying. I just want to have a look. We'll try to see Little, if I can have a conversation with her, see what happened. You know, try to See what her. happened? It's easy. You ruined the show. <laughs> 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 Yeah, figure out what she's doing now and that kind of thing. Probably, yeah, I, I gotta be honest, I seriously doubt the phone calls are coming in. Yeah. <laughs> For Candace. Sarah, sure. Because, again, hot blonde, Playboy Playmate. She's yeah. got the Playmate thing to be able to ride her into I know, her career. I know she does still, still a lot of photo shoots and some commercials yeah. here and there. Yeah, I've seen her in a couple commercials here and there. Uh, I would just walk up to Candace and go, you know Olivia Munn. And just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, because we already established that you got the balls to do, you know, to talk to a regular girl. <laughs> Go up to some semi, semi-famous person, semi-famous person, and insult them by going, you know Olivia Munn. <clears throat> <And just, laughs> I'll just be like, hey, 
Mission on the show, can you sign this? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, Al, you stole Allison Hayslip's job. <laughs> I don't like you, Candace. That's right, I'm saying it. Here, big push. Here on Geeksters, Candace, a show you're never going to listen to. You don't even know who we are. I don't like you. So take that. I like you, Candace. Ed likes you. <laughs> I like the show. Anybody part of the show, I like. <laughs> just, just be that. Just because it, it's G four's attack of the show. Yeah. Any, any kind of slight fame. Yeah. Like you know, nah. Yeah. Chris Hardwick. Yeah, he can suck an egg. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> suck an egg. <laughs> I mean, I, Chris Hardwick is good in small, small doses. Yeah. Like I, I try to listen to his podcast, but it just comes off as, "Hi, everybody. I'm a geek, and I'm cool." So. Because I'm cool and I'm a geek, I'm going to introduce you to stuff that you should think is cool because you're a geek, just like me. Let's all get along, geeks. <laughs> it's like, dude, now you're really trying too hard. Like, come on. Here, here's a gadget. Tell me if I should buy it or not, and then go away. <laughs> Show me a funny geek video. And yes. Make fun of it for a little bit. Yes. And move on. Small doses. I can't, I can't listen to his podcast because, again, it's, it's that whole, hey, we're going to do a live show, but first, I'm going to do some stand-up. And then my friend's going to do some stand-up. And then we're going to bring a guy out who's in something cool that I think's cool at least. And we're going to... Because even in that show, talk, uh, The Talking Dead, yeah. it's a half hour. And they've actually... The format's changed. It used to be him talking to the people. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have people... They, they must have get so annoyed with him that they actually go... becomes a Q&A for a half hour. They actually have people in the audience to ask the question to the people. Wow. So Chris Harrick pretty much is just a talking dummy just sitting there going, Well, next up on the show, these guys. Right. Okay, well, I got a couple questions real quick, but then we're going to throw out to the audience. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I, small doses for him, for me. I just, and I used to like him, but then after I started listening to the show, I was just like, oh my God, this guy's fucking annoying. <laughs> hey, buddy. His stand-up's not that bad. His stand-up's okay, but again, it's like, hey, back when I was a kid, more stuff was more cool. <laughs> you know? I come from an 8-bit world. Isn't that great? <laughs> Back in my day, 8-Bit was cool. All right, stop your scaring me. See? Now imagine that for like an hour. (laughs) See? It becomes annoying and scary, and he should get hit over the head with a shovel at some point. Yeah, but you can run that gag for an hour. I could. What could you do? I could do that show like, hey, Ed, what's next on the news? (laughs) Hey, that's great. The over-the-top, excitable, what? People are dying? That's awesome. But back in my day, they did it with eight bits. All right. Don't stop now. I'm going to hit you with a shovel. All right, I'll stop. I feel like I need a shower now. All that nice, politically correct bullshit. Back in my day, things were better. Okay, Grandpa. Welcome to the 21st century. Shit's new. <laughs> American. In America, we recycle our old shit and call it a rehash. That shit's new. <laughs> yep. All right, that's, that's, that's how I'm done. Okay. America. Shh, shh. Hey, no, no. Sorry, I get it. 
<sighs> All right. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. What's next? <laughs> well, you were you were going to introduce a new segment this week. Oh, potty talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> potty talk. Okay, I came up with an idea. Yes. Because, you know, being that we're the geek culture. Yeah. We don't really talk comic book much. We talk comic book movies. We talk comic book TV shows. But we haven't actually really talked comic books. Yes. And because, I mean, let's face it. We live in, a, like I said, 21st century. And most people don't take the time out to read an actual physical comic book. Right. Most people, re- you know, flip through it on a digital copy. Or I'm on the bed right now. Somebody says, oh, I haven't been, I haven't read a comic book in like a year. Yeah. But let's face it. The only time, only real moment of peace and quiet that you get is when you're Taking a dump in the bathroom. I like the sound of the way you put that. I, uh, this, this is Geeksters. We put everything up on Front Street. Just get it right out there. No hold bar. Honest geek talk. All right. All right. Face it. The only time I have time to read is on the shitter. <laughs> and I, I'm, but I'm human. When was the last time you actually read something? Book or a comic book? Anything. Anything at all. Anything at all. Uh, wow. See, again, yeah. that whole thing that means you don't have time <laughs> or you can't find time to read a comic book. No. And it's only 22 pages. Yeah. And most of it's visual. Right. Best time to read a comic book? On the toilet. <laughs> when you got that See, time? I, I'm, I'm different. I, I want to get my business done and get out. You're <laughs> the kind of guy who kind of, I'm in and out. Yeah. Really? You don't really sit down and relax, take a moment to kind of... You know, chill out and, you know, use that time to kind of center yourself after a stressful day. No. Really? No. No wonder why you're so uptight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean that insultingly. I'm just saying, like, no wonder why you're the, what, 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 what? (laughs) Also, too, the shift does take a lot more time than I anticipated. (laughs) I was just saying, you know, you live a busy life, eh? Yeah, I do. The only time you get, the only time you really can be alone is when you're in the bathroom. So, why not instead of worrying about your problems while you're sitting on the bowl, open up a comic book? <laughs> I just worry about the one problem <laughs> when I'm on the bowl. <laughs> what, going? <laughs> yes. It's a natural instinct. You shouldn't have to think about it. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, go see a doctor. <laughs> if you're going, <laughs> time to see a doctor. <laughs> or get some more fiber in your diet. All right? Because it's supposed to be nice and easy. Relax. <laughs> Don't need to have that, you know, the vein that Julia in. Roberts vein in the middle of your forehead popping. <laughs> you know? So what I'm saying is, your potty talk is basically where I'm going to, to kind of tell you what I'm reading. Okay. Because, I mean, I do have a nook, and I do thumb through the nook, you know, when I'm, the only time, if I'm not on the toilet trying to read, I'm in bed trying to read, and I'm not going to hold up a comic book because... Sooner or later, you kind of read it. Next thing you know, you wake up and it's on your face. Yeah. You know, kind of. I've done that. Yes. Right. And if it's a comic book, you kind of want to be able to collect it and not have, you know, not have it depreciate in value because you have saliva all over it. Like, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. You could be a drooler when you sleep. So, you fall asleep and you wake up and you got Spider-Man stuck to your face. Like, you know. So... I think, like, in the bathrooms... Because they cling on walls, not my face. Right. I mean, I use the nook, and a couple times, I'll be honest, I'm reading the nook in a normal novel, and I'm starting to zone out, I smack myself <laughs> in the face with a nook, which is funny, but also kind of annoying, because I'm like, I just want to get through this chapter, where I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm now I'm awake. <laughs> now I can finish the chapter. You know, so, I mean, 
there's pros and cons, but on the bathroom, I think is where you're sitting. Yeah. You can flip, 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 yeah. and it doesn't take that. I mean, you can get, you can do your business and still read a comic book in the time that you normally would. Right. So that's where I do most of my comic book reading. Okay. Right. Yeah. So now recently I've been kind of reading. I kind of pick and choose depending on my mood, right. depending on how long it is. Maybe a two comic book kind of <laughs> might be a two issue kind of pooper. <laughs> it might be an omnibus series. <laughs> well, funny you should mention that. Oh, really? Because one of the books I am reading is an omnibus of a of a book that I was always interested in, but right. never really got into it because it's been around for a while. It's a book called Hack Slash. Okay. Basically, uh, her name's Cassie Hack. And she's got a sidekick named Vlad. Okay. Basically, her story is, you know how in horror movies, you always had that one girl that survives? Right. You know, horror horror movie? Mm-hmm. Well, what happens to that girl when she survives not only Friday the 13th, but more like night, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween all wrapped into one? Wow. <laughs> her story is, she was a kid, um, father left, mom's a lunch lady. Mom's overprotective of her. So during the course of her growing up, Kids are picking on her in high school. Mm-hmm. Those kids wind up dead. Wow. Turns out her mom is the killer, a la Friday the 13th. Thing is, though, is that in this comic book world, there are your slashers right. who are like a one-time killer, okay. like, and then once they get killed, they're done. But then there's, there's well, actually, I think they're called slashers when they come back. Like, they're always reoccurring. They, even though no matter how many times you kill them, they always come back for more. Right. Her mom happened to be one of them. What she did was right before... When she was about to get caught, she, she committed suicide by pretty much plunking her head into a bo- boiling vat of soup in the school cafeteria. Wow. Killed herself. So now she's an orphan. So she pretty much, in a la Dexter, she hunts. It's kind of like a cross between Dexter, X-Files, because she goes, or Supernatural, where she goes into a town that hears about some wacky activity. Right. And there's usually a, like a serial killer who's not all human, and she goes and kills him. Okay. Or at least temporarily kills him because they always seem to come back. Right. But she has a sidekick named Vlad, and he's kind of like, the uh, best way I can put it is he wears like a gas mask kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he wears it because he's hideous. He's kind of kind of reminded me of Jason uh, Voorhees in the, I'm going to say the fourth movie where he big bulbous head yeah. and the mask at this point kind of like strapped into his head kind of thing. Or he, he's got like a big brain yeah. kind of thing going. Um, so the two of them kind of travel from town to town solving murders or, you know, and stuff like that. But it's very adult oriented. There's some cursing. There's some nudity. You know, a lot of cursing. Um, but it's great. It's a great. It's a really great series. So much that I think it could become like a TV show. Really? Like a movie. Because, again, Supernatural works. Yeah. You can do a movie. You know, I mean, I could actually see the girl playing it. Kat Dennings okay. from Two Broke Girls. Because yeah. Cassie's drawn that way. Kind of like she's actually based off a suicide girl. Um, one of the suicide girls. Right. Like she's thin, short black hair. Like you said, really sexy. Again, I'll, I'll post a couple pictures right. on our, our site to kind of give you an idea of what I'm reading. But it's really good. I mean, I... There's four on the buses, and I have all four of them right now. I'm in the, the second one, where she's actually trying to um, solve. Basically, it's a. Well, actually, they kind of did. A, they do spoofs on other stuff. Like there was a episode where she was actually teamed up with Chucky to go get somebody. You know, Chucky, the little yeah, killing thing. Doll, yeah. Um, they kind of did a spoof Archie's comic town, so it was drawn in the Archie style comics. Except there was like a cool cursing, almost a little sex to try to kind of get this. This one killer who's been popping up every now and then. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, but it's really good. It's well drawn. It doesn't. It takes itself. Doesn't take itself too seriously. But it's a. It's a fun comic. So I highly recommend for those people who are interested in reading something on the toilet. Right. Something real quick. 
just like an, an issue or two issues, go get Hack Slash because that's a really good comic. Now, the problem, too, is with comics, you never know when to start. Yeah. So, I mean, I usually, if you're going to be in a comic book store, try to open up the comic and try to get an idea of whether or not it's like the middle of an arc, an end of an arc, or start of, an, of a story. Right. To kind of give you an idea of where you need to start picking up a comic book because everyone wants to start at number one. Yeah. But at least recently with, you know, the New 52 and, you know, with Marvel doing their kind of reset of numbers, not necessarily starting storylines, but starting over with their numbering. Yeah. It's easy to kind of start grabbing onto stuff right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but I would look, you know, but again, it's quick read. I, su- I highly recommend that. Justice League is now starting like a, a Trinity War thing, which we discussed on another show. Yeah. Where, so now I'm just going to go get the, they're getting ready for it. So I have to make sure I get all the other, like Justice League, Justice League of America and Justice League Dark to make sure I can get the beginning of the story. Or what I usually do is wait and then buy the the, the collected works. Right, the graphic novel. The graphic yeah. novels, which I, I tend to do more often because you do get the full story arc. Yeah. And if you're going to be sitting on a bowl, you already know where you need to start. You're not kind of guessing like, well, maybe I should start here. Maybe I should start there. Right. So I, I highly recommend Hack Slash for you for for people who like the horror comedy kind of vein with good art because I'm a I'm a I'm a good I'm like more into art than I am in story. But a good story will keep me around more even if the art's shit. Okay. So makes sense. So that's it for potty talk. <laughs> if you have any questions about potty talk. Feel free to email me because uh, if you want me to read something or, you know, well, I got nothing to do while I'm sitting on the shitter, I'll read whatever comic book you want me to read. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I think it's time to end the show. Okay. So if you want to contact Sean and ask him questions or find out more information about anything we're doing, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to talk to Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And remember, kids, if you know, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, you might be a Geekster. <laughs>